everyone, this is a new episode of Carolyn Talks, the podcast slash YouTube channel where I, your host, Carolyn Hayes, film critic and journalist, talk to film creators about their work, the industry, and what inspires them. And today I'm joined by the cast of Brew, a film which has premiere at the 2023 Toronto International Film Festival. I always have to think because it's a mouthful to say. And I'm so happy to have them join me because this is one of the films that um, I, I very connect, I feel very connected to because it talks about immigration and me being an immigrant. And I just talked to another director about the same thing, but these are stories that I'm very drawn to. So um, thank you so much to everyone for joining me today. We have Charles Olivier, who is the director. We have Jean, who plays the dad in. We have Chantal, who plays the mom. Please remind me of your character's name. Nguyen. Nguyen. And Nguyen. N-G-U-Y-E-N. N-G-U-Y-E-N. Okay, I'm a friend of the same name, actually. Nguyen. We have um, Chloe, who plays Tin. And then we have the author, um, Kim, who is the author of the story and as well as the producer on the film. Thank you so much for joining me today, everyone. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So this is a treat for me because I rarely get to speak to like the entirely cast for interviews. Usually it's like one or two people. So I'm very happy to have all of you joining me today. Um, so Rue is a film about um, this family that leaves Vietnam um, during uh, the end of the war in Vietnam. Because I don't like to call it the Vietnamese war because I'm always like technically like looking at it politically, the war didn't belong to them. Very much the same thing as the war in Korea. It's like, you know, US politics, colonialism, and all of that had a very um, a, a big impact on the politics in this country. And other people, like your characters deal with that political follow because they become refugees, fleeing from their own home, and they move to Montreal, a country that's cold, coming from the, coming from like the warmth of a tropical climate to, I immigrated to Canada in November. I do not recommend anyone ever do that. So senior characters, do senior characters do the exact same thing? Like my great in the bitter cold. It was like I feel them. I understand. Yeah. And but they talk like your film really does get into the emotional toll that being a refugee and being an immigrant takes. It's like leaving your home during war is already extremely difficult. But to move to an entirely different country where people don't understand you, not just linguistically, but culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and I think your film talks a lot about the culture in particular. And like, it, your film really does show the impact of that. And all three of the characters on both the children and all the parents in very different and specific ways. So I want all of you first to talk about just like this, like for you, I'm gonna talk to you, I'm gonna ask you about creating this story. But for you, um, as the as the lead cast, what drew you to this particular story, and when did uh, why did you think it was the correct time to be involved in a project like this? Because we gave it to John. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, it was very personal because uh, I didn't grow up really being so close to my culture or the history or uh, my parents at all. And being involved in this project, doing some research, you know, trying to learn more about the history of things. Uh, drew me a little bit closer to my parents. We would have conversations every day, how to how to speak, <laughs> and also uh, see see a little bit of uh, a little glimpse of what they went through. You know, there's still a lot to talk about, but uh, this this project allowed us to open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you, Chantal, uh, doing this film has been you know a thing on my bucket list for the longest time because it's such a special, particular, unique story. And when you mentioned about coming to, to Canada in the middle of winters, I mean, you don't really, you don't get to see that very often. 
So to be able to portray something that's so specifically of kids' story, but then also of my parents, mm -hmm. and being able to walk in their shoes and experience a lot of the same uh, things that they've gone through, like the when they worked, at, my, my mom worked at a factory yeah. as one of their first, her first jobs. Like doing those things and portraying that was such a unique, beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. I feel so fortunate to be able to work with this team. <laughs> amazing team. Yeah, no, you guys are amazing for you, Chloe. Like, your character is literally the center of the film because a lot of the way that you shoot her, she's dead center in the film. <laughs> so, like, she is, like, literally the figurative and literal center of this film. So for you, like, especially at such a young age, working on such a, I think, a heavy subject topic, like dealing with refugee, being a refugee, dealing with immigration, but also assimilation and integration, which I always have to, which I always have to is two very different things and have two very different purposes and effects for immigrants. So for you, like, what was it like, selecting this film and like, did you have any conversations with your parents about why you would work on a film like this? Um, well, not really. Now that you're talking about that, like, what? No, my parents didn't go through that. My, well, my dad, he's uh, Canadian, and my mom, she's Vietnamese, but she didn't escape war. She's, she lived in Vietnam. I lived in Vietnam for 10 years, and I just moved here, and then, like, I didn't go through to know more about the war. Yeah. But you were not allowed to. I actually. wasn't allowed to talk about it. Wow. Like I knew there was something up with that because my grandparents went through that. Because mm -hmm. my grandpa comes from the north. Mm -hmm. He had to go down to the south. And so I knew that happened, but I never asked anything else. Yeah. And when I started to do the movie, my grandparents didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. They didn't really want me to do that movie, but then, like, after the fact that I was too busy to talk to them, they came to their senses and they're like, I'm, we're super proud of you, you did, you're doing a movie, and that's, like, when, like, that's the talk, I didn't talk to my parents, my mom didn't live that. But that's a testament to what an amazing actress she mm -hmm. is, to be able to portray, <laughs> exactly. you know, an experience that's so far from your, you know, your experience. And you didn't have anyone to really give you the information since your grandparents didn't want to talk about it. So you kind of like had to go basically on the script, the story, and like interacting with both Sean and Shao. So I think it's amazing. So like, who's taking? But with Shao, he would like, at, like before the scene, he would tell me like what's happening like in detail. Mm. So that really helped. Thank you. <laughs> and so yeah. But, and I think there's also transmission, you know, history does go from one generation to the next without ever speaking or talking. Uh, so I think Chloe, even though she has never lived through the war, she was in the country, uh, was born there. Um, so in one way or the other, and, and you just said that your, your house is next to... Uh, yeah, there's a museum, a war museum next to my house. and. I'd go there and I'd read stuff and I'd be like, oh, that's really interesting. It was kind of like abstract for you, it was like an abstract but, reality. But yeah. but the, the, the things that were written were the side of the North. Mm -hmm. ah, that's the, their perspective the that, the, oh, the South people, we, we were against them and stuff like that. And so, that's but, their mindset. Yeah, you know, but still to know, you know, like in Canada, when do you have 
like a war museum next to your house, right? <laughs> right? Those are painted like <laughs>
It blows it literally just blows your mind. Just the scope of living on in Canada. I sixteen years I still can't get used to the fact that I live on a continent. Like I still expect to look outside my window and see the ocean. So mm-hmm. and so like having people around me who can welcome you because uh, being real, like Canada is still very has very much um, racism, has a lot of bigotry. And if you don't have people who welcome you as you are, that can cause so much mental and emotional damage. And the film, and that you're saying, I'm glad the film does highlight community and show that these people were accepted. Because what you do is very much, I think it's very important, show that there were people who don't fully understand. And they're like, like the teacher that's telling them, like, oh, your name is Am Shami. I'm like, first of all, her name is Ken. You need to call her. Like, that's one of my pet peeves when like, you move and like, you have white teachers telling you, giving you Anglo-Saxon or European names. I'm like, no, you're going to learn to pronounce many But also us, you know, we sometimes change our own names. Yes, to make it easier, to make it easier for them. Yeah. And, like, and, and there's a thing, like, the, the little girl that she becomes, the, I like that the little girl was like, no, your name is Tin, and that's what she refers to her as the entire film. So I appreciate that. So talk to me now, Charles, about working with this with this team and working with him and producing this, this story and, as, as she said, giving that outside perspective because it's true we we only see our we can only see ourselves from our perspective from our perspective I and mean, we look at people who look like us but we don't know how other people perceive us especially as a so talk to me about becoming involved with this project and saying i will be the white man to do this story <laughs> I, mean, I, I have to be serious because i didn't think about it I'm like the film like this made by a white person i did have to be like talk to me tell me how you said i am the one to do this I was- I was chosen by Kim. Ooh, okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was chosen by Kim, and it was a meeting of the minds because, mm. to me, I mean, a film is a not is a is a work that, and especially something like a film like that, everyone will see it, will have their own. It will become. I mean, a film. It's not mine. It's 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 yours. It's, it belongs to the people who see it, who watch it, and it's up to you to make it and to define it the way that you want. But, but at some point while making it, I have to do it in a way that, that, I, that, that I, I, I have to, to, it has to belong to me at some point, a part of it. And to me, be, yes, it, it, was, it was a story about immigration. It was a story about welcoming. It was a story of cultures coming together. And it was, it was like, when, when Kim said to me very early on, she said, it's a love letter to Quebec. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be a love letter because who Kim Tsui is today is, is who she was then, but who she who she was during that, that 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 trip that brought her to Quebec and to Montreal, and who the people that she met, the culture that she and and because of all these meetings of all these people, all these all these changes, she's become this artist who has written a book that has sold in that has been translated in forty five languages and sold around the world. And then I was like, okay, what I love here is the fact that. Yes, you are Vietnamese. Yes, you come to Quebec. But above all that, she was an artist. Mm-hmm. Before she was, she knew she was an artist. Before she put down a word, the artistic instinct was really deep rooted in there. In there, and then what? When confronted with the new world, where it's difficult, funny, quirky, weird, but she noticed the world around her, and the world around her was those people, or details, or food. It was a way for her to, to, to create her own identity, her identity away from what her mother and father wanted. And it was a way for her to, to become the woman, the human, yes, the refugee, because it's part of her identity, but, but, but I don't think Kim has ever identified herself as that, but, but it is part of her. 
and I thought it was so beautiful. And I was, I was like, I want to see the artist before the artist. The artist that 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 sees the world, but she doesn't know that she will be an artist. She has no idea. But it's so strong in so, that she will look at the world and she'll be like, oh, I like this is weird. This is nice. This is funny. This is this is dangerous. And then she will feed off of that. And then and all this is not something that she's told me. It's something that I. It's in her writing in the book. The way that she writes the details, I mean, if you read the book, you can smell this. Whether it's Quebec or you can snow or, or dust in Vietnam, you can smell, you can touch. Sometimes I was, I was sweating because I was in Hanoi with Kim. Sometimes I was cold because I was in Quebec with, with her. There's some, and I'm like, she noticed all these things. She saw these things and, it, it, and she observed these things more more than most people because it was part of her, of her identity of her artistic journey and I was that's one that's the thing that I that I wanted to tell of the young that's why it had to be <laughs> I have never seen all this <laughs> but, but to me to me that was to me, and, and, and I thought it was it was it was such an interesting journey yeah. from yes from Vietnam but but then it's weird how like I, I don't know if you have kids or not, but I mean, but have it But but <laughs> when, when you have kids, it's like you you want your kids to be yes. a doctor. You want your kids to be happy, to be have friends, to that's what. But the nature of your child, boy, girl, whatever, you, wherever you're from in the world, the nature of, the, of your child will will prevail. Mm -hmm. And if you let the person bloom and become what he's what he needs to become, what he's inside, because a lot of my dad wanted me to, to follow in his trail of working and construction. That I was a filmmaker, and I, 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 it was too strong to stay inside. And I, I love that because Kim, she was she was she was she was a child. She was very she was as she says in the book. She was like the shadow of her of her cousin. She was she was very quiet. She was very she was not she because she was hesitant to be what what was boiling inside her. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was that was the film that I wanted to that I wanted. I think that it, because and you mentioned the artistic side because one thing about this book that I realized it to me it reads very much like a painting mm -hmm. and it reads very much like a painting about transitions. Yeah. So one of the things and I haven't read your book yet, um, definitely will now because one of the things I'm a very visual person. Yeah. I, I love the visual look and feel of this film, but I love how the visuals of the film works around the characters. Like for instance, you mentioned the shadow and like Chloe does their scenes with um, Tay where like she's she sees her friend, but then she sees her cousin, and the cousin is inserted into that. Yeah. And that's like, again, you're centering her, but you're also centering the people in her life yeah. visually. You're telling the audience, these people are important to her. Yeah. Pay attention to who these people are. And then there's the scenes with the, with the mother and the baby, where she's like, well, anyone want more bread? That broke my heart. But I love the transitions because you're showing, you can't, when you're coming from, like, whether it's a war or whether it's any kind of trauma, that kind of informs the way you relate to the world. Mm -hmm. And that was informing the way that Tim relates to the world. And the way how you, I think, interact with a lot of the, because like you don't really have much dialogue outside the home. But the way you, 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 you I guess because the word I'm looking at, the word that's coming to my mind is transpose the emotions that she's feeling outside of the home because she's more comfortable at home. Because like there's a scene where she tells her mom, speak to me in Vietnamese. And the mom says, you're not in Vietnam, I'm not Vietnam anymore. And I was upset because I'm like, hold on to your culture, don't forget that hold on to your language and so when she's outside she's like i can't speak to anyone in vietnamese 
you know, I, I don't want to speak French because French is not part of my identity yet. She knows French from me, like, from because I'm Vietnam was a foreign French colony. She knows a little bit because of what her dad did, but, but she's like... She didn't know any French. But she kind of like... She could understand-ish, yeah, but, but she couldn't speak. That's like me. I can, I, I can watch, I understand a bit <laughs> of French. And I'm like, but I can get the, the general gist because I like I don't understand my French has like why does a need to be female, but that's a different story. <laughs> but but like the way how you you do it like because she has to be observant because as you're saying she doesn't know much French, but she has to observe the people around her. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes to like she's observing if these people are a threat or if they're a friend because she doesn't know them yet, you know. But there's the way that you're just like very observant. You're watching the world around you. Like I think one of my favorite scenes is the scene on the pasture where um, Min, the dad is standing in the background and she, there's like the in, the in, the inference of the explosion. Yeah, and the snow. And it's like, and I thought it was a beautiful shot where it just explodes and it's lands on the snow and it's like, that part of her history has not left hers yet. Mm-hmm. So it's been brought over into her present, exactly. right? And so like when she goes to pick up, I'm assuming it's like maybe like one of the flowers and Min is standing in the background watching her and the way you just like, the way you're just standing there and then you just move forward, like it's a small moment, but it's like telling me, okay, she's not beginning to pick up the pieces of her past. And mm-hmm. um, you do such an amazing job with having so little dialogue in this film, but you inform so much of what the story is. Like I can see like everything about um, about Tin in the story. So talk to me about playing a character with such little dialogue and having to not face at but just, just like, just wanted to say that. You are screaming and, and yelling with your eyes. Yeah, so like, I was so mad because I love talking. <laughs> I, I love talking and like, I'd be mad. Like, why would you let me talk? I know how to talk. Like, it, it can speak Vietnamese, it can speak English, it can speak everything you want me to say. But why can't you just let me scream when I talk? And they're like, but you want, you're talking so much. You're talking through your gestures, your emotions, like the way, well, the, the way that I portray her emotions, that's the way I'm talking. Mm-hmm. And through my eyes, like the, the way that I looked around. And like, you were talking about the scene with the, the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> that's also one of my favorite scenes, but the thing so I love, so oh cold. my God, yeah. I just Montreal in winter. No, no, that day was cold. <laughs> that was freezing, okay, but like, the moment that I love the most about that explosion is when, look, she has the pedal, but she drops the pedal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, I was like, oh, mic drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, she's like, I, she's like, I received my past, but I'm also willing to let it go and move forward. She's like, yeah. I'm letting this go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where, you know, his work is extraordinary. Yes. Because that's the artistic interpretation of instead of saying okay that's it i'm happy with yes. my new friend no, no it's just a very simple gesture to let a pedal mm-hmm. living from the hand you know yeah. and 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 that's the the, the the brilliance i don't know how you say it yeah so that's <laughs> why that's why it had to no be it is and that's why i said that it's not because it was white or male no you understand that yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely so i we should also look Beyond, mm-hmm. he's very tall body. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has, he has a huge heart. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and so. he, he understands like the way that 
this movie had to be. It, it couldn't have been anyone else than you. Mm, it was chosen by her, so I don't no. know. <laughs> I think a Vietnamese person would make yeah. if If we had a Vietnamese director, probably we would, um, how would I say it, it become very uh, personal and almost, mm -hmm. you know, militant in a oh, way, okay. yeah. instead of being artistic. And, you know, it's, um, and it was Ocean Vuong, uh, an author, who said oh, to me, yeah. yeah, that a publisher always expects an immigrant to tell an, an immigrant, immigrant story. It never, you know, they didn't kind of allow us to be more than just mm -hmm. an immigrant story, right? And this is the in the movie. Uh, I wanted it to be more than just a movie about an immigrant story. It is a movie, first of all. Yeah. She told me, I think she reminded me, I mean, we worked for six years on this film before, the, you know, and she reminded me, this is not an immigrant story, child. This is, yes, it's part of the story. It, be, it, it belongs in the film, but it's not all of the film. And to me, that was something that, that I carried in my little bag and I was, I have to, to make good on that promise because if not, then I will, I will, because the book is not a book about, it's not an immigrant book. It's not that. It's, a it's book. also about writing, right? Yes. I hope that people who read the book would say, I, I hope that it's also about the words, the beauty of the words and the beauty of uh, the sentences and, and it, it has to be more than that, yeah. because we always forget that an, Im an immigrant also has a life. Yeah, we, we're, we are, we, we may be immigrants, I think myself as an immigrant for like a lot of personal reasons for like remembering where I came from and the land that I live on, but I, I'm always, I'm, I'm also very cognizant of being more than that. Like I've done so many different things, I've lived so many different experiences, and, and one of the reasons that I'm doing, that I do the job that I do now, like talking to you, like the reason I say I'm drawn to immigrants isn't because necessarily it's just strictly about immigrants, but it's about I can relate to these stories no matter where we came from because there's that one commonality, but there's all of these other experiences that I can draw and um, um, references to, like Montreal being literally cold. Like I, I have that, I have that understanding, and you like talking about who I'm talking about. Even if these weren't immigrants, even if they had moved from like one province to the next, but moving oh, yeah. during winter, I can still relate to the fact that that was a bad idea moving in winter. Even though an English Canadian to go to Quebec so and not to learn French, it, it, it should be the same. Exactly. Know, the, the same emotion of loss and mm -hmm. uh, losing your network, mm -hmm. right? You don't your, know your nobody family, no more. Like, leaving your family and everything that you know behind, whether you move but like country to country, province to province, state to state, is still art, is still comedian. And and one of the things about the parents that I, I the thing is that people, when, even they talk about immigrant stories, when, when these stories are talking about like, for, like um, it's the center of the story, but like what I think the film does so beautifully is shows who these parents are. We got to see who they were a little bit before, but we got to see how this affects them. Not just like leaving Vietnam, but just like having to learn how to be around their own new network. You know, and it's different because like as a child, like children make friends easier. She can relate to these children. She has this set network. Like she goes up to school and it's like like a, a community there, but the parents have to find and make their own community. And we you know making friends as adults can be very difficult, can be very hard. 
and that's um, and that's something that I think you do beautifully in the film is showing how for them they have to learn how to branch out for themselves. They may be adults, but they still have to find the and they support the strength of the father. Exactly, right? but also the happiness of like little yeah. moves yeah. and yeah. yeah. and that you know it brought so much joy, and I cry and laugh at the same time because mm -hmm. it was so. Not laugh, but smile because there's joy. Joy is still there even when it's hard. Yeah. And uh, you did it so well. Just yeah. one little yeah. move. Yeah. <laughs> I, love the I love the relationship between the parents. I want both of you not to talk about their relationship because I think their relationship is so important because I was saying, like, we know that as it does, it can be hard to find new community. But it can be even more difficult where, like, the people that you're meeting know nothing about your past. You know, like, for your character, he was a lawyer, you know, mm -hmm. he worked for the government, he had an established career. Like, in Vietnam, um, where they know where they were, like, people would, even if they don't know you personally, they'd be like, oh, he's a government worker. You know, like, they you had that established, you had that, um, you had that established. And for you, like, your character, she had a life, she had a family, she had her mom, you know, she had all of these people, these, this support network. She she doesn't know she's going around women that don't know her and like for women like we know like having familiar um, relationships with women is so is so important and for her she's surrounded by these women but she's not she still hasn't yet found that support network because I think she's I think um I think she's a, a bit embarrassed to be working where she's working like not that she's ashamed of it but there's you do such an amazing job in the scene where like um men brings Tim to the to the factory. And you look up and you see her, and you're just like, oh wait, I don't want my daughter just leave me doing something yeah. like this. Yeah, well, I, yeah that was actually, yeah. it was like you, yeah. like your face spoke so much, and I, I, my head was thinking she's embarrassed, but it's not that she's ashamed of the job. It's just like my daughter seeing me in a way that she's never had to see me before. Mm -hmm. So I wanted both of you not to talk about being parents. You can, you can say something you want to say, but I want you both to talk about being playing these parents who have to find a new connection as parents, but also as individuals away from their family. Well, about that scene, it was a scene that I talked to Shana Demir about, and when we were shooting this project, my mom had told me that the first time she cried while she was in Quebec was when she was working at the factory um, because it was so hard, and it was one of the most difficult jobs that she mm -hmm. had held. And so something I, I I asked if we could include in the case. Oh, so it wasn't originally in the, in the script? No. Oh. Because my mom is the contrary. <laughs> so I never wrote this. Oh, okay, okay. She's more uh, but so, but I, when I was shooting a lot of those scenes, Shell would be like, "You have to be tougher on her. You have to be like, like more severe because like, you have to yell at her more because then by nature, our we're so affectionate. We love each other so much. So playing playing that kind of mom, I think, was more difficult. Yeah, but um, but it it came out tough, you know. But and this is what the movie the movie is about: the freedom of. Creativity, yeah. you know, like that move, that dance move. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he came out the door on the day, I think, right? Because yeah. he's a dancer. Oh, he dance. yeah, he's a professional yeah. dancer. So he came. What genre? Uh, like ballroom, contemporary. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> he's so good. Come on. But yeah. overall, for me, it's not you know. So I, the immigration story is important because it's a story about loss, but more importantly, also it's a story about what you gain. Like mm -hmm. you gain the memories of these beautiful moments when it first comes into Montreal and experiences all of the relationship, new relationships, all of these little memories that make him tweet the writer that she is today. That that's what the movie is for me—a collection of 
these memories that make you who you are. Mm -hmm. and, and it's beautifully captured in the book, and I feel like the, the film has the same essence of like these imprints. You know, you're, you're continually imprinted with memories mm -hmm. that stay with you for life, and it feels like yesterday. And, you know, that's, that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. and, and for you, Jean, like they like not this. There's a scene in the dancing, but I think one of my favorite scenes with you. There's a scene on the snow with um, the thing where he goes and walks up behind her, just like offering that kind of support. But there, but I think my favorite scene with you is in the where he goes to ask for the job at the restaurant, mm -hmm. and he meets this black the, the black man who's managing the mm -hmm. restaurant. Mm -hmm. And the reason I love that scene is because. This man may not know him, but he knows him. Yeah. Like he acknowledges, exactly. he acknowledges his background. He said, "Oh, well, you had a really good job because, like, while the while the people in the community are very welcoming and all this, they still don't really understand." But he does. The but guy that man instantly gets it. He's like, "Oh, well, you had an established position. Oh, like you're a learned man. Like you were, you have education, and and he's just acknowledging that side. And I think there's something you do where you're telling." The story, and it starts out as a voiceover, but then you switch it over where you yeah. can see them, and it's just like he's like, oh, someone who checks me, yeah. you know, you like, yeah. like you have that acknowledgement, and I think that's so important for him in that position because he's like, a job is a job. I'm just here to provide for my family, but this man is like, he's like, yes, a job is a job, but I hear you. But I hear you. I understand your position, but I still want you to know that I know where you came from. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is like I've had that experience where. When I, when I came here, I had to go to adult high school because when I, here in Canada before, I don't know if they changed it, but if you were out of tertiary education for more than five years, you have to do your high school diploma if you want to apply for college. Mm -hmm. And I was a grown adult. I was like 20s, I was 27, 20, but I had to go to adult high school. Mm -hmm. And I was in classes with people who were like, um, who were veterinarians, who were, I was in classes with people who were doctors, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, who had like, extremely big positions in the countries there were. Like, I was in chemistry with a woman who was a, a um, uh, a physicist, a Jap she was Japanese and she was a physicist and she's in grade 11 chemistry with me, right? But, but, but it's like the same thing where it's like he got that acknowledgement, he's like, because we had we a lot of those kind of discussions where we said, we are on the same level playing field here, but I acknowledge where you came from, I acknowledge the work that you have to put in, in your background. And that scene, I think he really needed that affirmation and saying oh, yeah, that's that he really needed that affirmation. He's like, it's a quiet moment, but he's like, okay, I someone sees me as someone who's not my family who gets me. So talk about that aspect of um, Min, because I think Min is like he's very quiet. But I love to me some of my favorite characters are the most quiet characters because they're the ones I pay attention to most. Because I'm like, what are you thinking? What's your like? You're observing. So like, talk to me about being Min. Yeah, well, you know what? When, when you have a kid, you just want to do everything for them, mm -hmm. right? So for him being in Vietnam, being a deputy or uh, studying law and whatnot, um, coming to Quebec then and have a job as a janitor or having several jobs just to provide for the family, uh, uh, it might just be the same thing because he just wants to lay the ground for yeah. mm -hmm. his family. Mm -hmm. and that's the most important thing. I think for both parents it was the same thing, the same thoughts. So uh, that's that's what drove him, mm -hmm. basically, right? You, you get to have fun and not the tiger mom. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't say, like, I, I know, I can see how people look at your character as a tiger mom because there's a scene where she's like, I Wait, Kim, was your mom a tiger mom? Of course, she's two tigers. She still is. She still is. Like, are you gonna settle and be an, um, an engineer and an economist? She's like, yeah. settle. 
as a, at first part, like, yeah. even get a CPA takes years, but I'm like, she likes selling. But I didn't see her as a time mom because I think, especially in that particular circumstance, she, because she saw that Tim was struggling, but in her own way, she was just like, this is, and, and in doing that, she gave her the gift of like being a writer, wanting to be a writer, because if she hadn't given her that book, she wouldn't have discovered the language that she yeah. fell in love with. She wouldn't have discovered the yeah, words. This is, this is I'm right. sorry, Actually, they are like, they're not, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they've been knocking. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. I'm like, no, 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 I've been trying to talk. Okay, I'm going to wrap up now. This has been so great. Um, I'm going to wrap up now, but I, but I really don't see her as a tiny mom. No, I'm just kidding. She was just no, a great mom. No, but no, she was just a great mom and everything. So, but there's one of my scenes, because we're going to talk about the community now. The scene at the dinner table where they're all talking about their experiences and they're relaying that information to this new family over the, the dinner. It was just like what's happening at this dinner. But there's a scene where the men are singing outside and like the family is watching them. Can you tell me what they were singing? I want to know because I'm just super Wait, curious. wait, which six are you? It's the men the, 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 the Yeah, sugar the sugar shack. They're yeah. at the sugar shack yeah. and the men are singing. The Quebec yeah. men are singing and I'm like, first thing, I, I, the reason I'm asking not because just I'm curious about the song, but I think it also is a way of, of the family getting to see the Quebec people in a different light. Because you're getting to see them in a community in a way. Because for like a lot of people from a lot of indigenous communities, music is a very big part of our country and yeah. culture. And music Same is a very us. big part of Vietnam culture. So like they got to see that, oh wait, this is something we actually have in common with these people. Yeah. You know, it might be a completely new country, but we have music to connect through. So talk to me about that scene that we were running on. The music was a trip. That's that specific song is called the Pitsibana, the, the the small happiness or the, the, the little happiness. As if it was a thing that yeah. you could pick up. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was a tradition in my family to sing this song yeah. in uh, in when I was a kid my grandfather would sing this song oh, okay. when we were gathering at the at the winter shack. And but when I told Kim, Kim said this is one of the first songs I ever heard. Oh, and it's from and it's from a very it's from a like a very a Quebecois is is very is uh, uh, um, how can I say it? It's like a folk singer, but it's like it's like our it's like our, it's like a Bob Dylan before Bob Dylan. I mean, he's, but I, he's the, a yeah. hero actually. He's a hero. He's, he's a national hero oh, in Quebec, hero, yeah. and he's a he's a major major part of our identity. And that song is for me was a way of connecting again, connecting these people that that life is hard for refugees, life is hard for yeah. this family, life is hard. For, and but, but we find happiness in the little things, and to me that was a good bonding moment yeah, of these right. people. That and music connects people. Art connects people. That's amazing. We didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah we didn't. Yeah. Wow. Well, you weren't listening because I explained exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> We're busy eating. Thanks for asking that. Last so question. I, was, I was wondering because I think it's an, again a, another beautiful scene because this is the time where we get to watch the family on the oh. right before it, everyone was observing, and this time they get to be the observers. So everyone, this was another episode of Carolyn Talks for the 2023 Toronto International Film Festival. Before we begin my intro, please forgive my voice. I'm a bit hoarse right now. Um, after TIFF, I went to South Korea to cover the Busan International Film Festival. I had an amazing time there. I did coverage for the for K Crush American Magazine, which I also covered the Busan International Short Film Film Festival and Jeonju Film Festival. But I've been um, it's been a while after that actually, and I've been sick. For a while, I was sick even before TIFF. 
and not COVID, thank God, but um, <laughs> I have a doctor's appointment to figure out what's going on, but my air affected my voice, so forgive me for being hoarse. So um, as I said, this is one of my interviews for the 2023 Toronto Asian International Film Festival. This was for the film Rue, directed and co-written by Charles Olivier Michaud, based on the book Rue of the same name by Kim Thuy. And in this interview, I was joined by Charles Olivier, uh, lead actress Chloe Dejanji, Chantal Tui, Jean Bui, and Kim Tui herself. I was so happy to be able to speak to them. This is probably the first time ever that I've been able to speak to a director, the lead cast, and the author of the book of film is based on. So it was a special treat for me. And they were so fun to interview. I'm going to have to see if I can do another interview with them because I said this all the time, but I mean it. And every time I mean it, because I just love talking about film and I love talking to the creators of films with about them. So um, they were all amazing. Um, like, I was so surprised to learn that Jean um, is a, a dancer. But when you watch the film, you can see because the way he carries his body is so, um, I think, so elegant. And um, Chloe, she did an amazing job for her. For This is her first lead role. And she did such a fantastic job. And Chantal, like, she's amazing. She's been in loads of other projects if you've seen um black lightning she was in that she was the lead for that and i was i didn't tell her during the interview or after but i was kind of geeking out in the beginning because i was like oh my gosh that's sweet um <laughs> so i was i it was a it was a bit of a fagger movement for me internally to speak to her i kept it professional of course but then of course kim was so um kim was lovely to talk with us she was so funny and as Charles Olivier, it was great to have his perspective on the film and, and about the story that the film is based on because um, it's about the a group of people called the boat people who were Vietnamese refugees who fled Vietnam in, 19, in 1975 and after, um, during and after the war in Vietnam. And like a lot of them settled in Montreal because, um, well, a lot of people don't know a lot of um, Vietnam was a French colony, a former French colony. So the French was spoken there, and like they sell it in Montreal. And and the film is about building community and how community can be healing for refugees and for immigrants. And it's all about it's about just like find found family and about finding yourself as a family in a new home in a new country, but also finding family from the community around you. So I had the great pleasure of getting that insight from Kim and the cast and um, you can listen to other interviews for for uh, my TIFF coverage um, on my uh, of course you're all listening to I always say this but I always forget what you're listening to the podcast so for other interviews for that as well as for the New York Asian Film Festival and you can go to kcrush.com to watch uh, my interviews for the Busan International Film Festival there go to my Instagram and my Twitter pages and you can find links to my work there, my Instagram and Twitter have the same handle. That's at Carrie C N H C R R I E C N H one two, as well as to my R three page. That's a u t h o r y dot com. That's my digital portfolio where you can find links to all of my published work there. And um, I've been having such a great year, um, uh, work wise because I've gotten to speak to so much amazing people, and I always value each and every interview that I'm able to do. I value the time that these people take to talk to me and to share their their experiences and their perspectives on their crafts with me. I don't take any of it for granted. So I appreciate the cast for Rue and for Charles Olivier and for Kim taking the time to speak with me. And I'm going to wrap up here because I can hear my voice getting sore. But you can, of course, go to my YouTube channel as well. That's youtube.com slash at symbol Carolyn, C-R-O-L-Y-N underscore Heinz, H-I-N-D-S. 
to find the video versions of all of my interviews there, as well as those I've done for like Korean films for Mimang, which had a more premiere at TIFF. But I also, um, while I was in Korea, I had the amazing chance to speak to the director Kim Tae-young and their interpreter, uh, Mark. Forgive me for not remembering his name. You guys know terrible with names. But I had the chance to spend like some time with them. They showed me the Korean um, film archive. We didn't get to go in, but I got to see what the building is. I got to go to the NBC building, take a picture of the statue. We had a fantastic interview where I got to learn more about um, Young and his work and his experience as a filmmaker in Korea and they treated me to dinner and it was amazing so thank you Taeyang um but yeah so all that coverage is coming up as well I have more interviews for TIFF coming as well so look forward to those um so until the next episode of Carolyn Talks everyone stay safe bye mm -hmm.